Mental performance coaches Ariel Pierre-Louis and Sarah Woolfolk talk about different mental skills and strategies to help you achieve performance optimization. Both of these experts have worked with individuals in many performance domains, such as the Department of Homeland Security, military personnel, high-performing athletes, business entrepreneurs, and CEOs. Different topics that will be discussed will include goal setting, leadership, motivation, energy management, and more. It is our hope that you can take away tips and tricks that can be applied to different performance domains. Welcome, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in for episode three. And today we're going to talk about mental skills of high performers. And we're just going to give you a couple uh, skills of what it looks like in high performers and how they utilize it for many different situations that they can come across. Yeah. So I know we've semi touched on this previously. We kind of just like listed them off in our very first episode. But in this episode, we're really going to like dive in talk about what some of these are and what they look like. So I'm super excited for this episode. Um, so the first one that we're going to talk about is confidence, which is like one's belief in their ability to accomplish any task. So really when someone is confident, it's going to come across in verbals and nonverbals. And by nonverbals, I also mean like body language, basically. So posture, gestures, communication. So that posture is going to be upright. The tone of their voice, um, which is the verbal piece, that's going to come across as they're confident, right? Like they know their stuff. They're confident in themselves. Um, and then with like gestures, they're... The, their hands, the way they move. Um, so really it's just, it's going to be like coming across to other people as they're confident, but also um, the way that those verbals and nonverbals play a role in, that they're confident in themselves because they know that they're sitting up straighter, they're sitting up taller, um, and they know that they are sounding, you know, the tone of their voice, like I mentioned, they, they sound confident in themselves. So um, confidence can really kind of like help someone stay in the present moment. It can help someone um, achieve those goals and also like not be afraid to dive in and utilize like other skills and techniques. Awesome. Well said, Sarah. And another thing that goes along with confidence is that leadership. And when we're talking about leadership, it's um, you, we all know that leadership is just, it's that lifelong process of wanting to commit to learning and self-growth. However, when, when it comes to mental skills of high performers and leadership, they have a higher level of awareness. And it's not only about their own self-improvement, it's also about teaching and motivating others within that community. They also want to become better leaders themselves, but they want to promote a community where they're actually growing other leaders on top of that. So it's just making sure they're doing the right thing. They're confident in their ability to lead and then they're also confident that they can help others lead on top of that. Yeah. Leadership is a, a leadership. Confidence really kind of like leads into all of these. Um, but leadership and confidence are definitely two that go hand in hand. So um, next is going to be energy management and 
this one is also very important to me. I'm probably going to say that a lot this episode. (laughs) Um, But energy management is basically like figuring out how you can maintain like your stamina, but also your joy throughout your day, which in turn is going to turn into a whole week. Um, So you're really trying to like regulate your personal energy. And also a big part of this energy management is making sure that you're maintaining the correct energy for the correct scenario. Um, So sometimes there are going to be times where we need to have higher energy levels and there's going to be other times where we need to have lower energy levels. And that's still going to, you know, you're still going to perform well, no matter that energy level. But um, a lot of this is gaining the awareness so that you can have better control over what that regulation should look like. And I love that you said it's important to you, Sarah, because I mean, let's be real, we're we're in this field, all of this is important to us. So (laughs) I definitely understand what you mean by that. But another one on top of that, let's talk about motivation. And motivation is a, it's a critical foundation of performance achievement. And what we mean by that is this skill right here is what allows these performers to continuously motivate themselves to respond to any performance that they're currently doing. So if they can more or less, let's think about it in a manner of if they want to get better at something, they're going to tap into what motivates them to want to get better. Is it because they want to be the best at what they currently do? Is it because they want to fall in love with the process and make sure they're doing it correctly? Or is it going to, if it's not something that's coming from internally, what's externally motivating them? Maybe they want to make sure that they're, um, they're doing their best because they want to make sure they're providing for their family or they're, uh, they want to make sure they reach to the next spot. They want to get a higher achievement, higher promotion. Motivation is the foundation of what drives them to do what they do perfectly at a consistent rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I just want to emphasize again, like motivation is a pretty big foundational piece in all of this because if your heart's not in that right place, if it's not something that you're truly motivated to do, um, then we need to look at maybe why you're doing it and move from there. So definitely a huge foundational piece. Um, another piece is stress management. And I know that that probably sounds similar to energy management. Um, it is, but it, it is different. So with stress management, like we, we're trying to reduce our stress symptoms, which will then have that impact on that energy management. So, um, Part of energy management, like I said, was like being able to control when you need more energy and when you need less energy, which stress management is going to be more of like strategies to reduce our arousal levels so that we're not, you know, too stressed out to do something. Um, So really like there, we're trying to look at some different problem focused strategies um, and and solution focused strategies and yeah, we're just trying to manage that stress, which will then eventually play that impact on that energy. Agreed. Agreed. Another skill to me, I know Sarah mentioned one of her favorites was confidence. She also mentioned leadership. One of my personal favorites is communication. And we all know communication is that sending, you're sending, listening to information, you're transmitting information to others. However, the one look, what communication looks like to, men, uh, to high performers, you're, you're an effective communicator. And you're listening for information a lot better with active listening. Not only that, you're also allowing, this also allows for better rapport and trust within relationships with others. So you, you couple all that together, you're communicating effectively both nonverbal and verbal, listening to those when listening to those cues when you're talking to others 
And then on top of that, you're giving that correct feedback. You're, you're transmitting that information in a way where, hey, it's not harmful. It's more effective. It's, I'm not coming at you in a manner where I'm kind of chipping away at you. I'm talking to you negatively. However, I'm coming at you in a manner where, hey, this is a very understanding way. I know how to speak to you based off of the verbal cues I've seen from you. All that allows for way better relationships within whether it's your teammates, whether it's your friends, whether it's your coworkers, this just can overall have a better relationship and can lead to much, much more better performance. Mm -hmm. And then the last one that we're really going to dive into for today is attention control. So this is really like being able to attend to the right things at the right time for the right amount of time. Um, So we're high performers in this situation are really going to be looking at like their awareness of when they've lost focus. They want to find cues that are going to help them maintain their focus. Um, and there's going to be other techniques that they're going to implement to in in order to like help regain their attention when they've lost it. So a lot of it, like I said, goes back to that awareness piece. And we're going to, we're probably going to talk about this quite a bit uh, because it's such a big key, but awareness is really going to be where it starts. And then from there, we are going to implement those different techniques, those skills and strategies in order to regain that attention when you feel like you've lost it. And then also how to just maintain it so that we're still staying in the present moment. Um, So attention control I feel like this is one that I've just this day and age with how fast paced the world is going, everyone, everyone could, could utilize this. Of course, not only, uh, one thing I'd like to add, Sarah, not only the, how fast paced this world is going, let's look at how COVID hit us. And now a lot of people are shifting from working at, you know, their jobs where they would drive to every day to now working at home and now setting up a an area where you're not really familiar with working at. And now you're kind of noticing your attention is not what it used to be back in the office space. So that's something that's really critical as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a whole new different set of distractions. Agreed. Yeah. So, okay. So, so now that we've kind of like gone over those, I really want to look at like when and where you can use mental skills. Um, like where are the areas of opportunity? Um, So we're just going to kind of run like through a few examples that are important to us because we feel like this is where we've needed to implement these and hope that it can resonate with some of you. So um, I want you to take note though, before we start, like this is not just in one area or like one domain. So high performers really like they're striving to achieve that balance in all of their areas and that high performance in all of their areas. They don't initially like just want it in one area. They want to implement this throughout their entire life. So just keep that in mind when we're going through these, try to take note of like some of these different areas we've pointed out. Um, so the first one is really important to me because I am a new mom. Um, so like if you're a new mom and you're trying to better yourself, but you're also trying to learn like how to prioritize because like you still want to do things that you want to do and you still want to maintain your health or get back in some, uh, like really good shape. You're wanting to like increase your physical activity because you weren't able to push yourself as hard when you were uh, pregnant and you still are trying to like maintain your job. And there's just like all these different things that you're really trying to learn how to juggle. And so this is a great area where we can start to implement some of these mental skills because one, we can look at 
Yes, prioritization, but we can also look at stress management and energy management. And we can probably talk about like some communication, right? Because we have to begin to communicate with others so that we can um, like make sure that we're getting our message across and we're still getting help. And also just like attention control, because like if you are at work and you're trying to do things, especially like Ariel had mentioned, like with COVID and you're at home, Attention control is huge because there is so much going on around you that you're just like, um, I want to attend to this or I want to attend to this. And and we're not sitting in the present moment. So um, that's definitely one area where I feel like these mental skills will be able to be utilized. Another area I would uh, definitely throw in there that Sarah and I both agreed on is that work-life balance. We touched a little bit about it um, earlier when we talked about attention control, having that new adjustment from working at the office to working at home that the work-life balance is a critical area where you can use these skills because now let me paint this picture for you you're working at home now you're no longer going to the office and now you have to try to adjust that work-life balance where hey my work is essentially at my home which is my life so how am i going to balance this out utilizing a combination of having that confidence feeling that you can accomplish this even though it's a new scenario it can definitely help or even tagging along that motivation as well too where am I going to find that motivation to have that perfect work-life balance? Where am I going to see where, okay, hey, maybe I should put too much. Maybe I should kind of not put too much on the work side because I noticed that my life, the life aspect of it is kind of slacking. I'm no longer social as much or working out or just get eating healthier. Where can I be motivated? How much motivation I need to have in that work-life balance? Then tag along as well, the stress management and energy management. How are you reducing your stress when you feel like you're overwhelmed with that work-life balance? How are you engaging your energy or controlling your energy when you feel like, man, I feel like this is my entire day, my entire week is I'm at work, I come out, I'm at home, I'm at work, and everything starts to blend in together. Using these skills can definitely help with a work-life balance, kind of setting up not an ideal. I don't want to say a perfect scenario because we all know things aren't always perfect, but an ideal scenario that works out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Work-life balance is definitely one where I feel like that's super, super important. Um, so another one would be like starting your own business. Um, that one, I, the first thing that comes to my mind is like really about the prioritization, energy management and stress management. Um, so prioritization, cause when you're starting a new business, there's a lot of things that like you want to get in line. And so it's about prioritizing, you know, what needs to come first. Okay, great. Is that what I'm going to work on today? Um, who do I need to contact? What, who am I waiting on? Um, so there's just a lot of things with pri- prioritization productivity in that, um, energy management, starting your own business can be very tough. Um, you know, you're, you're putting, probably more than 40 hours a week into that. So um, that's energy management is huge, so huge so that we can maintain that stamina we want throughout the day. Um, stress management is also another one. So maybe you are trying to reduce your stress um, if things aren't going the way that you're wanting them to. But also if you are trying to start your own business and you're working somewhere else, you, you need to have that stress management piece in there. And then um, you know, just going back to leadership and confidence, you're probably going to have meetings with other people. You're going to want to sh- exude confidence to them. Um, but leadership, cause you're, if you're starting your own business, maybe you have employees and you want to be a good leader. So, um, again, there's a lot, there's a lot there that we can dive into for starting your own business. 
Yep. Well said. Well said, Sarah. Another area, of course, if you are an athlete. And now I know our goal is to bring these skills to athletes and those who are not athletes, but focusing on the athletic side of it, of course, all of these skills are useful. The confidence, the leadership, energy management, and so forth. Just using that skills to help you perform better at your sport. Now, when you say athlete, you may not be a professional athlete or semi-professional athlete. However, you can be an athlete where you're just doing it recreationally or you work out or you uh, you like to exercise regularly and you still consider yourself, you are a former athlete, but you still, con- you still have that athletic mindset. Any of these skills can be applied to what you're currently doing to make sure that you achieve that performance that you're looking for. All right. Um, so this one is sort of similar to that starting your own business, but like a new training or a new job. Um, so I'm not going to repeat myself, but, um, it's basically everything kind of like with the starting your own business, but you're still having the new training or the new job. So, um, you're still going to want to implement the, some of those same skills and strategies in order to help push you through that. But I'm going to add attention control in there, um, because we really want to make sure that when we're doing that new training and the new job, there is a lot of focus on the information. So you're really going to want to be in that present moment aspect of it. So trying to implement some of those cues to, to help you stay on track. Another area would be trying to achieve something, whether it's your fitness, uh, fitness life or health life. And when you think about the skills that we gave a rundown earlier, all of these skills can apply more. So a couple I want to highlight is number one, confidence, having that confidence of when you're trying to achieve something new. Now, we all know uh, the pandemic has been tough on almost everybody out there. And, you know, now it's probably like, hey, you know, I want to eat better or I want to have a better lifestyle in terms of fitness and couple it on top of a healthy lifestyle of eating. Having that confidence of feeling that you can do it can help you reach your goal along the way. Having that motivation or that energy management of when you don't feel like necessarily being fit, going out for that run or going out for that jog or eating that healthy meal, tapping into these skills that we're talking about, the motivation and energy management can definitely help you lead uh, lead your goal to what you're trying to accomplish, whether it's, I just want to feel better overall and live a longer life, or I'm really trying to cut down the weight because I want to train for this marathon, or I just want to become more athletic again, or just more fit. These things can definitely help reach your goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one's definitely something that I personally really align with. Kind of like I said, with like the new mom trying to get back into working out the way that I used to. So um, another one would be a teacher. So Ariel brought up a really good point earlier with COVID, right? And so teachers right now are having a really like they're having to adjust. They really are. Like we're we're going from in person to at home sometimes differently throughout the week. Or if you're in a smaller school setting, sometimes you're um, at the drop of a hat. Like if there's been a couple of COVID cases, well now we're back at home for like two weeks at a time. So um, there's just a lot of adjusting that teachers have to do. And so like stress management, energy management, attention control, um, confidence and leadership are like the really, really big ones that stand out to me for this. So just trying to help us, especially with the stress management piece, like just like woosaw for a minute. (laughs) Um, So just trying to like pull our energy levels down to a good performance level through that stress management to help our energy management 
um, is really the thing that like stands out to me for teachers. Well said, Sarah, because I, you pretty much hit it on the money. I couldn't agree with you more with teachers being able to utilize some of these skills that we're talking about because more than anything, their job has been one of the most affected during all of this. Mm-hmm. Now, so we talked about the skills. We talked about the areas of opportunity of when and where to use it. Now we're going to talk about the how or how exactly would you practice these skills. And it's, a, it's not as simple as, but the saying is just deliberately practicing these skills. And what we mean by deliberately practicing them is that you, you have the intention of practicing these skills to help improve your performance and reach your goals. So when you're deliberately practicing something, you're going in with that mindset that, hey, I want to get better at this. I want to improve my performance. I want to reach my goals. It's not so much I'm doing this just because it's the sake of doing this or someone told me to do this, Ariel and Sarah's cool podcast. No, it's more so, hey, I want to reach your perform. I want to reach my performance that I set for myself and I want to reach the goals that I set set for myself. So it's having that intention of wanting to practice and genuinely want to get better. Yeah. And deliberately practicing because we're trying to like make sure that we're practicing these skills that's going to improve us. We have to think about like how often we're doing this. So you can't just say, I'm going to sit down, you know, like one time a week and try to really deliberately practice this for only 30 minutes. That's not how it's going to work. We're really going to have to put the time and effort into this. So taking moments every day to be able to work on at least uh, a couple of these skills, right? And most of the time, you're really going to choose to work on like one skill at a time. You're not going to have like two, three, four. Um, You could have two at the most, but I would say anything more than that isn't going to give us that opportunity to deliberately practice. So um, really taking that one to two skills that we're looking at and making sure that we're implementing that every single day so that we can build a habit and it becomes something that we um, implement again throughout our life. And on top of every single day with, with what is set, with what Sarah's saying, it's also about being comfortable with the uncomfortable. And what we mean by that, when you're beginning to practice these skills, of course it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's something that you're not used to doing, so it's a little foreign. However, you when you fall in love with being uncomfortable with the uncomfortable, that's where true change and growth can happen. Because now it's just like, hey, you're admitting to yourself that this is, I'm not used to doing this. This is a little unfamiliar for for me. However, I do want to get better in my performance. I do want to reach my goal. So you kind of put push that aside to your mind. And it, it goes back into what we talked about earlier, the growth mindset. And now you're allowing yourself to grow and wanting to get better. So now practice becomes easier because you're comfortable with the uncomfortable it ties into the moments of practice. Like Sarah said, you're now practicing in multiple parts throughout your day at different times. And then now you're also doing it deliberately because you want to reach your goals. So it all kind of rolls in together and it eventually because it takes time to build that habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I just deliberately practicing is just super important to me. Um, whether that's, you know, 10 minutes every day. So, um, okay. Well, I think 
that's all we have for you all today. If you have any questions about any other skills or strategies, please feel free to like send them in through our Instagram or you can always like comment when you leave a review. You can always, you know, put a question in there if you want to know more about a topic. So um, I feel like we've covered pretty much these first three episodes have been like a good starting basis of like what sports psychology is, what mental training is, and, and what are different ways that this can be implemented and what what are the different skills that you teach? So um, I definitely think that we were able to kind of cover that and go over that in these first few episodes. And so now every episode from here on out, we're going to start really diving in and digging deeper into these, um, which I'm super excited about. So if you have anything that you would like to have us review, go ahead and just send it our way and we will try to help you as best as possible. Yep. And like Sarah said, I'm super excited on my end for you guys to find out more about these mental skills and how to achieve that performance optimization like we would want you to have. So uh, thanks again for tuning in. And as always, guys, take care.